Well, hello there. You're listening to On Air with Adrian. This is an uncensored podcast. Join me as I explore exceptional cocktails, culinary delights, lifestyle trends, and inspiring personalities, and how they shape our daily lives. Now, before we get started, grab yourself a drink and join me on this incredible journey. So here we are, Timmy Lowe, wrestler, chef, all-round fun guy. Tim, thank you for doing this. Cheers. So I don't want to talk too much about your wrestling career because I feel that that's been covered so many times, mm-hmm. but I think we do have to cover it. You won gold recently at the SEA Games, yeah. but you competed in the Greco division usually, yeah. but they threw you into freestyle, which you were doing before. Were you surprised by the gold? Um, it's been a long while, man. Like, um, this is my fifth, fifth SEA Games, actually. So yeah. First one was in 2013, right? 2013, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was doing judo with that one, and then I did combat sambo in 2019. So I did two SEA Games in judo, one in sambo, and two in wrestling. Man, I didn't expect it, but it's, uh, it's nice, it's nice. It was, it was something different. Um, it was interesting because this time, they let us compete in two events. Yeah. So why not? I think in terms of if there's an opportunity, why not take it? So that was our that was our game plan going in. What was the reception from the local population here when you came back with that gold medal? Were you surprised? Were you at all? Uh, more people are sliding into your DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe was, yes. I think it's, it was nice because I, I guess people were with me during this whole journey. This is like ten years, man. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were really happy for me in the sense that they're like, oh. Man, it's been a while. It yeah. took a long while, and I think it's just testament of just you know head down and just working, you know. And just... Hard work, but how do you manage to get that work-life balance together? Because I know you compete a lot, but at the same time, you do have other things you need to do, like your pop-ups, which we'll talk about yeah. in a little bit. But how do you find that balance? Because it can be very <laughs> demanding, right? Um, I always tell people I, I think I have like I'm like with ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> Likewise, but I don't. <laughs> And an ADHD recognizes ADHD. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like game recognizes game. For sure. sure. I, I like to keep busy. Yeah. Um, for me. And I think it's a double-edged sword in the sense I like to do a lot of things, but sometimes all the things kind of overwhelm me. And it gets a bit harder. So in the past year, I kind of put my pop-ups kind yeah. of on the side and just really focused on training. And not so this year wasn't so much not not so much food heavy, but it's a lot more training, a lot more a lot more hard work, I guess, in a sense, in with respect to to sport, yeah. to wrestling. Yeah. Um, but my backside is here, so <laughs> I, I did two pop-ups in, in Taiwan. But let's talk about these uh, Block Street, Block Street Boys, Block Street Boys, uh, yeah. right? So I didn't even know you knew some of the some of the chefs I know until I started seeing the food and the amount of mutual friends that we have. But how did you get into this space? Was it always you like cooking from a young age, or was it um, you yeah. just happened to come across the likes of Dre and Alan? Um, I was just lucky, I guess, and um, it was always like an on and off season yeah. where I said, like, "Yo, why not?" I do I part time here, I part time there, mm. and this when I really started working in kitchens and just getting into the industry, I guess, and just slowly, slowly kind of worked. And through COVID, actually, when we didn't have much training, I was like, "Let's keep you my find hands, something else." Right? My hands busy. <laughs> What are some of the your go-to dishes? What do you? What's your best dish that you can make? Oh, that's a, that's a great. Give me three. Dish. Give me three. I think I make a mean ass lasagna. Like yeah. I did, I did a pop up during COVID, just selling lasagna. Yeah. It was, it was quite fun, man. From working from a from a home kitchen, I like I like noodles, man. Yeah. I feel like noodles seem to be a fun something I, I enjoy and I enjoy messing around with. Mm, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm focused on like it's not a best dish. I think it's. A certain kind of food, mm. like I love sandwiches. Like yeah. for me, that's. I mean, you used to work at PBD as well, right? Yeah, it was like a like a dream come true, you know. <laughs> like, 
like, I just like the delivery of it and how how you can just play around with so many different flavors and and, and the end product is just, just yeah. can be anything, right? And it, there's no limit. I think it's 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 those things that just allow me to really push my creativity mm. and just have fun with it, you know. So tell me about this pop up in Taiwan because I know you were there for a training camp. Yeah. But the response you got from this pop up was quite incredible, right? It was quite fun, man. It was quite fun. So what did you make for them there? So the first one I did like a taco pop up. Okay. And I think it, so apparently there's this um, like taco shop in in Taichung where it's like getting a lot of hype. So I'm like, so I went, I went to like it's one of those night market kind of things, and I had it, and I was like, I think we can do better. I think we can fight. <laughs> <laughs> like a friendly, friendly competition. Yeah. Okay. okay let's 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 show these Taiwanese what real real tacos taste like. You know? yeah. Um. So it was fun and it was a nice little small coffee shop and we just banged out two uh was it just you yeah it was just me but i i, I had the the chef that was working in the in the kitchen as well it was quite fun because yeah. my mandarin's really shit yeah. i felt like it was like a like a re like i thought I was, in, I was in secondary school again you know mm. like working my, my mandarin again and i was like oh <laughs> it was fun. It was just it was really really fun to to work in, in a in a challenging environment. But this I think gives you a, a sort of understanding and a platform to possibly go back not just to Taiwan but maybe expand outside Singapore as well. Do pop ups maybe around Southeast Asia? Yeah, I mean yeah, we we did one. Yeah. So we did one in Manila at um, another great place. Yeah. For us. yeah. Oh. Just, uh, <laughs> It's not good on the BMI. <laughs> it is not. It is not. All but, that. All that. Let's that yeah, over. <laughs> simply good. Uh, we did one last December in Manila at Polia. Yeah. Uh, Polia is one of the bars along the place. Uh, So we just did it one day only. Um, we did cocktails. Yeah, we just did food, man. Like just we did. We did, we did prawn mee. And we we did like uh, what did we do? We did Hachang Gai, you know, like your prawn paste chicken. Oh yeah, that ah, was quite fun. And just just a nice. So every pop up is different. It's every different, different, yeah. Thing, so yeah. every concept is different. Mm. So I think that's how we like me and my partner Dan. Yeah. Uh, like to like to push things. Do you envision this to be um, a full fledged F and D outlet one day? Is that is that um, the dream? The dream is definitely to open something more, yeah, more more physical. In Maybe sense. like a hole in the wall sort of. Possible, possible. We are, but we're still as of now we haven't figured out yeah what we really want to do. And for now, I think it's just more brand awareness, more just trying things out mm-hmm. that could possibly work in the future. And I think just getting the, into the group of things and how we can work better together in a sense me and mm. me and Dan and whoever else that, that, that's helping us so it's, it's actually three of us it's yeah. me Dan and Eric Eric's a chef as well and so it's just generally the three of us but we do have a lot of help uh, from like the community is so nice like we have people from like Nigel and they're, more, they're all the Oriental Elixir guys yeah so Jane Nigel like these guys will help us out so it's it's a community event in a sense where it's us having a great time and just Doing nothing on our, on I like the word RV. community. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned it uh, because people will still ask you if you're still part of the F and D industry here in yeah. Singapore. And um, and I've seen you at quite a few bars and uh, restaurants and whatnot. What are some of your favorite bars in Singapore? Your go-to ones? <laughs> I know we briefly talked about Stego Flamingo. Yeah. What is it about Singapore's bar culture or cocktail culture that really stands out to you? I think it's that. I think it's, it's always coming back to the word community for me. It's, yeah. You go in and it's such an experience. I think you, yeah, friends. It's just, it's just like hanging out with your friends, you know. Mm. It's just now it's this. It's, it's almost um, every <laughs> single day you're seeing the same people, right? 
Yeah. And, then, and then everyone kind of ends up at, at Skinny's, the one place you don't want to hang yeah. up at. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Right. Um, any other bars that, that you like here? You recently went to Sal. Yeah, the Sal. Great, really nice, really nice bar. Amazing drink. I just I didn't have time to try the food. Cool as well. Uh, we Kiel is a place, yeah, yeah. place. Nice place, man. I think they like a little took over uh, Operation Dagger, the old, old. Yeah. Like the downstairs. A nice, nice place. Great vibe. I mean, this Operation the... Dagger so much, man. <laughs> uh, what a spot. But let's take it back to wrestling. How many more years do you think you have in this space? Or how many more years do you want to do it? I would like to do two more cycles. Okay. Four years. Four years. Retire by around 35, yeah? I think I can push one more to the 37. Yeah. Um, Why not, right? If your body allows you to. Because if I if I push it to 37, I get to end my last game in Singapore. Yeah. So I think that's quite special. I'm sure it will be. The Olympics coming up next year yeah. in Paris. What are your chances in terms of qualification? So that's, that's something that we are really looking into. So hoping for wrestling is a bit different in terms of qualification. You need to actually go for yeah. regional uh, content to qualifiers. Yeah. There's a lot of qualifiers that you need to hit. And everyone's hard, trying to get the spot. Yeah. Like for example, if all, so World Championships just finished and only top five go. Wow. So top five qualify. So everyone else. So is, the competition is insane, right? When it comes to it, yeah. Yeah, I think because of investing in other countries, it's definitely. Or maybe you know what you should do. Join the WWE. Oh, right? I yeah. would. Yeah, I would. That's I would the dream. Like, I think that's the dream. That's the dream, man. <laughs> Dude, I, I think nothing will, will make if me happy. If they came up to you, if they came up to you and said, Timmy, we want yes. you to join WWE. Yes. 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 Sign that contract right now. No, but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, do I fight tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I think it's a childhood dream of mine to, yeah. to smash somebody with a garbage can. Oh my god, I, yes. I, I'm, I'm more of a garbage can kind of guy. Would you, do the, uh, would you climb the ladder? Oh, table always, always. Oh, do I need to show you? We have like a, we have a reel of this, like me and my, my teammates. Yeah. I mean, we, we do all the flips and everything. So and we, we all love wrestling too. Like, we love wrestling. So it's a childhood, right? It is. It is. It is. It is. If you're not smashing someone with a chair yeah. or putting them through a table, like, then you might as well retire. <laughs> are, you even, are you even wrestling? Yeah, are you? Quickly, one more thing. Uh, I've, I've seen that you cook for your teammates as well. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> how they um, sort of respond do they always like every time they see you they're like Tim what's on the menu tonight I think it's fun I, I especially for the the longer camps yeah and we have and I didn't do so much this time because we, we stay in the hostel yeah but from our previous camps when we were all living in the like a same Airbnb yeah I think for me it's just it's something out of training which I, I enjoy like Oh, we all, let's, let's have this for dinner, let's have this, have this for lunch, and like, oh, let's eat. You know, yeah. for me, it's, it's, I guess that's my, my love language towards my team, towards my friends, my family. Yeah. For me, it's cooking for them, and I enjoy it, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, I would hate for them to eat instant noodles every day. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes uh, when the going gets tough, instant noodles are the way forward. No, <laughs> no principle. Unless, unless, Prin unless you have you in your, in your, in your back corner, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. Uh, Timmy Lowe has been my guest today on On Air with Adrian, the podcast on Sensitive. Tim, thank you so much for your time. I do wish you all the best, more pop-ups, more medals, and uh, we'll do it again very soon.